listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I see them on the block when I pass. It's looking like they need oxygen masks. I make it harder, but I keep the Glocks in the stash. It's because the cops want to lock and harass us and make it harder. They have to react like having an asthma attack when they see the plasma in back you dudes are wheezing behind me my flow is like a coupe wheezing f 90 that's the reason they sign me it's quick metaphors and hard punches on the cuts it feels something like hard punches to the gut how i address the haters and underestimators and ride up on them like they escalators hey welcome to the blackout tales podcast your host rod and karen and we are back after like almost a week off yeah it was almost a week yeah some people was missing us you know that's what i heard you know mm-hmm. i heard too now if you was premium you got us since friday yeah um some people yeah if you premium then you heard us uh do the nerd off i had chris and sterling on friday uh after we got the studio set up um if you uh are premium you probably heard balls d sports and we put out a couple pre-games overnight because um, you know grind never stops but uh for everybody else hey welcome back <laughs> welcome back <laughs> it seems like it's been so long so much news has happened and so much uh happened in the world so you know we got a lot of stuff to get to uh of course you can find us on the blackouttips.com become premium at the blackouttips.com slash premium sign up and uh you know get registered and you can be listening to all this cool stuff too um i'm also slowly working on the archive feed i i added some more episodes i think it was up to 160 on the archive feed and then the rest was on the website if you want to go listen to old shows but now it's up to like 225 or something and i'm just adding them yeah we're working on it yeah a little bit at a time so everybody can have their um you know can go back and listen to all the shows and they can be writing their apps for their rss feeds Mm -hmm. um let's see the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today marks day 592 that bobby smurder has been locked up in jails almost 600 days that's a long time yeah um and you know i feel like it's appropriate that as we near 600 days you know um for bobby smurder that we just kind of look and think about all the people that's locked up man you know all the people that's behind bars on some trumped up charges has anybody thought about what if he's not guilty come on now 600 days of his life gone <laughs> just gone never get back right his career probably over right as far as what it was and uh, there's no amount of money that could repay you for them days people are like money could give you time back and it can't hasn't gone to trial yet you know this is some it's kind of weird that you know you can just do this in america to somebody right and and, and if i was an artist i don't know who his label is i mm-hmm. would like you know what i wouldn't sign with that fucking label yeah because they but obviously you know, don't care you don't support your artist uh of course we are sponsored today okay um we already did bullet ball stream right yeah we are sponsored today yeah. i thought we did i don't know let's just say it again all okay. right the official weapon of the show is the taser. an unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme i'm pretty sure we did that already mm-hmm. anyway got uh, it twice we are brought to you by triple sponsors today shadow doll productions of course has our uh audio play album the best of rod and karen you mm-hmm. can find it on itunes stitcher uh i mean itunes you can find it on amazon 
and you can find it on itunes make sure you guys grab that leave us a five-star review it helps the show out tremendously we got to be funny and silly and you can hear where it all started you know don't just wait till we're hopefully on tv or something and then be like i remember when they was no man you can say you was down from the Mm get-go if you get these albums um also what else happened we uh got another sponsor it's bevel Right. This episode is brought to you by Bell with the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps. Check out GetBevel.com today and use code TBGWT to get 20% off of your first month at GetBevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. Yep, shave with them this morning. And lastly, we have a bit of a, um, uh, a sexier sponsor. Um, you know, somebody got a, Play a little sexy music for him. I can love you. I can love you. I can love you better than she can. You know who else wants to love you? Adam and Eve. That's right, y'all. Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time. You can get 50% off of just about any item. When you select one item at 50% off, you also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they even give you free shipping. Mm-hmm. Topping it off while topping you off. <laughs> the exclusive gift is the clit bumper. That is the clitoris. That's right. It does exist. And it does bump. And it does bump. <laughs> it likes being bumped, y'all. Uh, it bumps like this Mary J. Blige beat. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, but yeah, it's waterproof. It's made of soft and stretchy, uh, comfortable material for a nice fit. Mm-hmm, in case and, y'all like to do things in the water. Mm-hmm. And the couples, you know, really enjoy this. So make sure you guys do it. It's the ideal pleasure ring for couples. All you gotta do is go to adamandeve.com and use code TBGWT at checkout. That's TBGWT at adamandeve.com and you, and you can get, uh, all those free gifts. Half off, three free adult DVDs, free exclusive gift, and free shipping. They just giving it away, y'all. Let me out, Mary. I can love you. I can love you. I can and she, she can. All, all the pain, the pain she was going through at this time. You can just feel it in her voice. Yeah, she about to give us another album too. There's a man stealing song, y'all. Yeah, this song yeah, about she, stealing somebody's man. She just got divorced, so you know that next album gonna be flames. Listen, that's exactly what I was using that as a segue to. I am ready. I can't this co-host of this show. I am ready. I mean, I mean, I hate she going through a divorce and all, but uh, I, I seen uh, that uh, she was divorcing her man. I was like, that next album, I am in, because I ain't trying to be funny. Happy Mary Jane. Mm-mm. Nothing wrong with a little tragedy to give us some, like I said, man, it's sad that we ought to put it this way, but there's some artists that sing pain so well. Mm-hmm and she's one of them and you know it's like the new album coming out later this year and she said that this is a very difficult and emotional time for her and things don't work and filed for divorce and all i could think was so i got to get this album day one then so you know uh she says uh miss blige is saddened by 
it's sad to say it is true that she has filed for divorce uh saying sometimes things don't work how do we hope they would but there's a divine plan and a reason for leaving for everything mary will continue writing and working on an album which is due out later this year along with her world tour she thanks and appreciates her fans for the support and love through this very difficult emotional time now what i had noticed in that statement is there was no we shall remain friends so i'm looking you know i'm pretty excited about where this could be going you know i'm hoping you know he was dirty dog cheating you know i'm hoping like maybe some stds type situation something happened uh some secret babies you know families like secret family on the side break babies you know uh i mean you look at the picture of this dude i mean he looked like the kind of dude that you know would be dirty dog in in the worst ways like cheating on mary with just some like some you know just some girl that worked down at the dollar store or you know the the kng uh you know cashier like he seemed like that type of brother you know maybe like another person at their church like he just got that look <laughs> he got that kind of like keith david i do a lot of d- dirty shit but i'm you, you can just tell by looking at me look uh so i'm hoping that uh that's what that means so good luck to us as fans and i mean i guess bad luck to mary yeah you know i'm sorry yeah yeah my that's true i I mean i hate it happened Mm -hmm. and i wish uh nothing you know but the best but i am ready for this album it's gonna be flames yeah i'm sorry this had happened to you mary but we need we need the hot fire and i mean we need uh eminem to get you know on the drugs i mean it's a lot of you know we can only hope y'all you know we can only hope that these things come to pass uh so that we can uh so we can get these get this entertainment that's all that matters uh speaking of entertainment um miss cleo is dead i know i heard yeah that happened in our week off i didn't see that coming okay neither did she it wasn't no horoscope for that one uh yori yori del harris who's jamaican accented character miss cleo was the face and voice of the ubiquitous psychic hotline commercials in the late 90s before the company was fined by the federal government died on tuesday in palm beach florida she was 53 years old uh she died of cancer Mm. yeah that's not good Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's weird because i remember those commercials used to come on bet like every five minutes i don't even know if white people called that number like Mm -hmm. was it coming on other channels was it just me you know what i mean um i just remember uh miss cleo uh coming out and telling us you know call me now you know Mm-hmm. I think somebody put a rut on me. And, uh, <laughs> a rut? Yeah, uh, here's, here's a commercial. I'll see if I can screen share it with you guys. was the best. Oh. She was one of the first people who kind of blown up doing this. Who, who asked you to go out of town? The stupid young one or the married one? The married one. That's what we thought. Don't go. You hear me? Hmm. And you know what? You're not listening to me because I see you going. <laughs> I see you going. I'm just telling you, I'm trying to help you to avoid the heartache. Don't go blindly through life. Let me use the power of the tarot to show you the way. Call me now for your free reading. Call 1-800-3... My God. That was a time in America where that was a commercial and it was working. Mm-hmm. She went on the Jenny Jones show. Did you know that? Mm-mm. We're very excited to have our next guest here. Her voice... What happened to Jenny Jones? 
don't know she just went back to whiteness she just faded away yeah her ricky lake yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go be uh i'm gonna go work in corporate america bye y'all mm-hmm. this is as familiar as her face and her expert psychic advice it's just a phone call away please welcome shaman and author miss Galea. she called her a shaman and an author don't you mean actress miss can you introduce us to the real person please I was just wondering if you see anything um, for me, like towards my education, because I'm kind of torn between things. Give me a birth date first, mommy, including um, the year. January 7th, 82. Oh, my goodness. Well, you can never make a decision easy. You can't go, go shopping, you can't go supermarket, you don't make no decision easy. Never. True. But yeah, she's very true. It, it's very difficult for her to do that. What me want you to say is I want you to wait until spring, because you know you're not financially, you're not really ready to do it right now. Okay, and by then, wait until spring, then you can go back. If you're serious, because you wasted time before doing it. Oh, good one. She looks like you hit that on the button. Did you both have a question? By the way, uh, I noticed that horrible cold slur on that question answer, asker's uh, mouth. I don't know how nobody noticed that. And uh, sorry, I heard like a little, y'all got to realize this is VHS we're yeah. listening to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, it is, everything is high technology, but the recording, the recording is, is like Betamax, so mm. um, excuse the quality. You both, they both have the same question? We just want to know where you see us going in the future with our careers. I need birth dates for both of you. What's your, 628, 78. 628, 74? 78. 78, and all right. 10, 8, 79. Well, you're not going to get her. Only because the, t- the young lady here. This lady? Yes, sir. Your career is important, but it's not as important as relationship and family is to you. And you will opt to go to family and relationship. You, on the other hand, you have tunnel vision. You are driven to a point of total destruction about business and money and goal and objective. And that's why you can't keep a man, because you don't concentrate on them. Watch her sit down. Oh, my. Why she tell them to sit down like that? What did they, <laughs> did they piss her off in the middle of that question? No, I guess she tell them to, to, to sit down and pay attention to a man. My God, she's essentially. I need for you to sit down and look at the penis, cause the penis <laughs> is around and you just ignored bum black lap. Lot of I say. <laughs> okay. What do you want to ask, Miss Cleo? Yeah, I wanted to ask you, I was planning on moving soon, would that be a good move or not? Like around February. You need his birthday? Yes, I do, Birth- baby. I always, April, give, give me your birthday. April 28th, 81. See, that's not bad. I don't want you moving in with the other person, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you didn't even tell me that part, right? Aye. <laughs> don't move in the other person. You can move, but I don't want you to move, dear. Who's the you other person? You are per- far more responsible than the other person. You're very good with money, and I don't want you to get used. You've been down that path once before, five months ago. Learn your lesson. Wow. Oh, no. I, we have no idea how accurate these predictions are because everybody just walks off afterwards. Like, it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's just giving it right. So, <laughs> so we don't really know how accurate they are. If she's right or wrong or indifferent. <laughs> You're going down that path already before, boy. Lava, lava. Ah! <laughs> what is your birth date? <laughs> crying morning just can't wait till morning waiting for too long 
and horns mm-hmm. call her ting a ting <laughs> but yeah apparently she was lying like a motherfucker uh as far as that is but uh she is dead man um you think uh jesus on the main line I'm like mm-hmm. call me now <laughs> on the main line <laughs> definitely unlimited minutes <laughs> oh man i got eternity what you got <laughs> people used to actually pay for this mm-hmm. and people still do pay for that yeah we was alive when that happened her fame led to questions about her past in 2002 seattle post intelligence or published an investigation that revealed that she had a list of aliases and a longer list of former colleagues on the local theater scene who said they had been cheated out of money and questioned her jamaican background she had no Jamaican accent. She was born and raised in LA. A former castmate told the paper. A copy of her birth certificate posted by BuzzFeed in 2013 showed that Miss Harris was indeed born in Los Angeles, August 12, 1962. Uh, in 2002, the Psychic Readers Network and Access Resource Services were the subject of a federal lawsuit that ordered companies to forgive $500 million in customer fees. The networks agreed to stop selling their services over the phone and according to the Federal Trade Commission, the companies agreed to pay a five million dollar fine though the commercials uh eventually faded miss cleo remained an object of cultural curiosity in 2006 she came out as a lesbian in an interview with the advocate but also took the opportunity to address her lasting popularity popularity people give me mad love sweetheart they'll say do you see anything where do we find you when are you coming back we miss you i get a lot of love so you think she did this interview in the in in the miss cleo character because that seems kind of like she really just stuck with this character and was like i'm never coming back because mm-hmm. like this wasn't even this was in 2000 what what year was this she did this interview um this is 20 2006 that she was still sticking to the character i don't know oh, about yeah, this she stuck the character to the end yeah like just me gay now like <laughs> me I, me a body boy now like wait a minute miss cleo you're not even jamaican you uh, i come I, I she she probably was in the interview like i have a big secret to tell you he was like oh you finally gonna reveal that you're an actress and this character's been fake the whole time me a lesbian you're like oh <laughs> oh here we go here we go um <laughs> in an interview she with the hot for hotline miss cleo's jamaica accent remained that she broke into tears those people are not the bad guys even if they weren't great psychics she said to her, of herself and other hotline workers who said she made between 12 and 24 cents a minute um so <laughs> mr shaft 38 said miss cleo knew that she was not a true psychic during this his time with the network but would not comment on whether he thought she was one I think a lot of people just view psychics in general as swindlers, but she did not view herself as that. Mm. Okay. Did she view herself as Jamaican now? That? Mm-hmm. What about that follow-up question? Uh, anyway, man, I'm sure she's up in heaven down by the beach, boy. Um... <laughs> uh uh let's see what else happened oh um the dnc happened during the week we were off yes it did 
um you know uh michelle obama gave a great speech best speech of everybody Mm -hmm. uh you know she brought up slavery in it and that's the only thing people seem to take from it right and then yeah what really made me mad about that people's like word i was like bitch how else you think it got made yeah she said basically that the white house was a house that was built by slaves and now she wakes up every day in this house and she watches her two daughters young black women play with their dog in the front yard and it was basically a testament to how far this country has come i think in many ways we and this is one thing i like about the obamas is that they have a longer view of history i understand the immediacy of activism i understand the immediate like no one should ever it takes all kinds and we need people that look at things in the immediacy and the and the and the, and the now and they fight and they want mm-hmm. justice and all that and i think it also benefits to have the longer perspective of the long game which is that this country has come a long way in a short time but our lives are just not long enough to view it that way like right you know many of us are not very um inquisitive about our history to Mm -hmm. be honest many people have no idea the scope of history so when they say things like i don't even answer these questions when people say stuff like well every isn't it just as bad now as it was then and stuff like Mm -hmm. that because they normally it's an emotionally charged question right and they're not trying to hear an actual answer they just want you to go yes or no but for me personally nah i I don't think things are as bad as they were i don't Mm -hmm. i don't really know how anyone familiar with our history could say that like um you know white men aren't the only people that can vote uh you know there's not slavery there's you know like there, there, it doesn't mean things are perfect it doesn't mean people right. shouldn't keep pushing it doesn't mean that we have justice or yeah. everything is good it just means that compared to then i feel like things are better now if i could yes. be born in another if i could be born 20 years from now i'll be born 20 years from now i think it's only going to get better for people that yes. are my minorities or are marginalized you know uh but the point being um she basically gave this long view of history and said look this is a country that basically is founded on slavery and now we have black president black first family um and people lost their fucking minds right anytime you talk about slavery people act want to act like that shit does not exist bill o'reilly had to bring up that uh the slaves were well fed what the fuck that gotta do with anything they were still does people do people not understand the concept of owning someone mm-hmm. i think that's a problem a lot of people don't understand the concept of physically owning someone people treat their furniture like shit what would you treat another fucking human being like yeah what what, what would it matter if um what would it matter if the slaves were well fed what was that it wouldn't matter if they were fat it wouldn't matter yeah well so okay is that fine is okay the slaves were well fed now they were slaves though right didn't have no rights could leave they they made slave wages yeah that's not good that's why they're called slave wages it's you know nobody (laughs) nobody is advocating uh that's okay um you know i feel like uh we should be uh, against slave wages um you know maybe this is why so many people get caught up uh in the minimum wage discussion Mm, um because actually <laughs> a lot of people want slave wages even some niggas want slave wages because as far as they're concerned can't nobody make more money than them and if you make more money than them there's something wrong with you for demanding more pay what is wrong with people 
yeah so you know it was just weird some of these just responses to that um i didn't even really watch the hillary clinton speech i don't think she's the greatest orator or anything like that mm. but also you know i don't didn't need to watch it like I'm, i've been pretty pragmatic um about elections pretty much my whole ever since i was able to vote so uh of the choices it's hillary um trump um or some third party person or you know a statement vote or something uh which it's so funny when people talk about statement votes when has a statement vote made a statement come on now like i really would like an answer to that because i don't have an election cycle where we went back and said oh remember when everyone voted for so-and-so and we realized that this is different like it's always some third option that people vote for i that's why i'm not very um like people are debating and they're shaming each other and they're fighting over this shit i control my one vote i really don't give a fuck what other people do Mm-mm. we'll get the candidate we deserve period whether it's trump whether it's hillary whether it's some other fucking thing it's what three months off now you know before we have to vote like if your mind's not made up that's cool that's you that's your business you don't need to tell me about that shit but i'm pragmatic so some of this shit with the dnc plus we were moving i just was kind of like okay you know like hillary gave a speech cool I, i'm you know gonna vote you gonna, i'm gonna vote for you anyway like they gotta find a secret tape of you just being like nigga 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 before i consider not voting right uh and then as far as um you know tim kane his speech was okay like he feels like an extremely white dude that knows spanish um president obama's speech was great but he's mm-hmm. a great speaker he's always great uh joe biden was awesome you know mm-hmm. uh this is this has been a a different sort of uh dnc because they were able to bring patriotism back in a way that i think they couldn't before because a lot of patriotism is tied up in racism in america and now you see like people being openly um you know being openly like yes america is great we great Uh, because i think they're courting those dissatisfied voters who are looking at trump and they're going this isn't the party i want to be a part of um let me see what else happened um (laughs) i feel so bad for cory booker uh he gave a speech and michelle went after him so it's like he ain't never give a speech it, I seen that was like, <laughs> why didn't y'all have her go last? That's almost like you watching a comedian lineup and like the, the, the best comedian goes in the middle of the show. You're like, who would want to go after him? Yeah, uh, I, I think he, I think she did go after him. I mean, and then there were two more after her. Right. And I was it like, just nobody's speech mattered after she talked. Right. I mean, it's like Michelle Obama is the reason I don't even question, I, I don't even, seriously take take anyone serious when they question barack obama's blackness Mm -mm. when they question his love of blackness you cannot love a woman like that and not love blackness i'm sorry and she wouldn't love your ass back if you were some type of sellout ass coon nigga that is you know like it's just people naturally gravitate towards criticizing that position because most americans treat president like king and they have no real concept of 
civics and how things would and should work right. and and honestly they don't care about that shit something goes wrong here's a person to blame that's part of the position he has been extremely um graceful about his criticisms especially coming from the left like there's not a man i can imagine handling the office better than he has uh and and he's run the office as best as i could imagine if not better than i could imagine uh any black person running that office like real talk the nature of this country is he 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 can only do so much and um he can only say so much right like you're still the head of this crazy ass country um and even when he's tried to broach some things pragmatically or uh compromising wise he's always caught in backlash from both sides you know it's uh when he's talking about trayvon martin could have been his son he's catching he's catching oh this is racist you know cop hating blah 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 when he's you know says the cops acted stupidly when they um basically profile skip gates he's catching flat for that when he's calling uh when he calls people that that burn shit down in baltimore thugs he's catching flack for that when he's talking about um you know hey don't we don't want the police to die either and we respect that he's gonna catch flack for that like you when you have to govern this country and you have to be the spokesperson for this country you're gonna catch flack and he's handled it so well but honestly beyond all of the things he's ever said or done uh just that family unit of michelle uh sasha malia barack um that black family that scandal free black excellence that uh no like no embarrassment to the country family to me that's the number one reason that i fuck with them like and i fuck with him it's just like yep that that black ass family is up in there every day living their lives and this focal point of this racist country that sold out of bullets when he got elected that got he's gotten the most death threats ever they have talked about michelle obama in such hateful ways such hypocritical ways you know i remember they got upset with her for having her arms out and yet they are now ready to vote for melania trump's husband you know uh i remember them calling her fat they're mad that she wants kids to eat better and exercise like watching her with the gracefulness that she navigated that stage and that speech with and when she says you know when they go low we go high that's the obama motto you know what i mean so it was you know uh and i get everyone has their roles to play you have your agitators you have your outsider you have your people that should never be satisfied with any president and all that shit and that's cool but in general like i stand for the obama crew and they were the real stars of the um of all the speeches and everything so uh i'm trying to think was there anybody else that spoke that was worth talking about oh that was a preacher from north carolina that spoke i didn't see that one. oh man he had an s curl <laughs> they might as well have had the damn pass out the collection plate when he got done speaking because he he just went in uh he was good uh i think he's the person that does more mondays so okay. oh okay okay him yeah yeah because um our local uh for those of you that don't know a lot of NPRs are, are local like national public radio and here 
you know it's a lot of black folks here so they ain't got no choice but to talk about a lot of black shit like our npr you a lot of white people announcing but they cover a lot of black shit and they cover that room on monday and they talk about it they talk about people getting arrested so that's how i know about that that keep you really really informed yeah i'll see if i can play some of it um but he he brought the house down he was and not i might not it. normally be here as a preacher and an individual but when i hear hillary's voices and positions I hear and I know that she is working to embrace our deepest moral values, and we should embrace her. But let me be clear. Let me be clear that she nor any person can do it alone. The watchword of this democracy and the watchword of faith is we, the heart the heart of our democracy is on the line this November and beyond. Now, my friends, they tell me that when the heart is in danger, somebody has to call an emergency code. And somebody with a good heart will bring a defibrillator to work on a bad heart. Because it's possible to shock a bad heart and revive the pulse. In this season, when some want to harden and stop the heart of our democracy, we are being called, like our foremothers and fathers, to be the moral defibrillators of our time. By the way, this is beyond the illusion of inclusion, in my opinion. Mm Because what you're hearing in that crowd, because it's not everybody, because white people don't know how to do this, most, for the most part. But you're hearing the black people between the pauses being like, well, I mean, like you, you heard mean, that when Obama was speaking, it was like when some people were speaking, you heard like random yells in the background. Yeah, he started, yeah, when Obama started getting ready to go into his black preacher mode, he started adding that H-A sound to the end of words that ain't got no H-A in them, where he, he's like, because of civility. You like civility. That's not a word. Um, but yeah, that's the difference between the illusion of inclusion where you bring in, you bust in three black people and spread them throughout the entire, uh, white ass Republican, um, the RNC, uh, crowd like chocolate chips. And the fact where you actually have black people who come to the table, um, you know, whether people, you know agree with that or not this is why 70 percent of black people voted for hillary clinton this is why 90 something percent of black people voted for barack obama in general election this is this party is not only uh consistently inclusive or at least they can't exclude black people which is probably a better way to phrase it um but black people and specifically black women decide who gets the power in this party Mm -hmm. So it's it's funny to watch because there were so many different brown and black speakers that weren't there to just sell their blackness out or sell their gayness out or sell their Muslimness out. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like you know with the Republican con- con- uh, convention there was a lot of lip service where it was like uh, I'm a gay Republican and I'm an American and I don't care about being gay. What's most important is that I'm American. And you're like that's not really inclusion. If you have to push yourself to the side, if you have to show up and say, I'm black and I'm saying all lives matter, that's why I'm here, then you're not really here. 
you had to leave yourself and the mostly the people that are represented when you speak you had to leave them outside to get on that stage that's not inclusion inclusion is when you come to the stage and you're like yes i'm muslim and my son died uh fighting for this country you know when you get to say uh yes i'm you know they had the mothers of um slain black people um playing by the cops talk you know like they don't leave that at the door you know what i mean like michelle michelle obama gets up there and brings up slavery like this is not being left at the doorstep as opposed to the rnc where it's like if you're gonna get up and talk about slavery you better talk about how it doesn't matter and nobody owns slaves today so why y'all worried about thing it ever. right <laughs> that was the greatest thing ever <laughs> that is what trump did you know there was that hitler salute that he got from mm-hmm. uh anyway <laughs> We must, we must shock this nation with the power of love. We must shock this nation with the power of mercy. We must shock this nation and fight for justice for all. We can't give up on the heart of democracy, not now, not ever. And so, and so I, I love the shots of the people of the crowd where the black people are like, you know, nodding and shit. And the white people are kind of clapping, but looking around like, what are we supposed to look for a black person? Yeah, take their cue. They, they clapping, we clapping. Yeah, it's like black people, it's like the black person at your, um, company party. Yes. You know, or a black person, a black table at a comedy club when they're talking about race. Are, are they, la- are they laughing? Because we've been at black table before. Right. Stop by here tonight to ask, is there a heart in this house? Yes. Is there a heart in America? Oh, this just needed an organ behind it, didn't it? I know. <laughs> now pass out that plate. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like an altar call was coming after this. Yes! Come down to the front. And give your heart to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> tell you the only thing that he thought uh what they they cut it off short but if you guys would have kept li- watching um at the end he says now we need to get this offering for the kids that are going on a trip to africa yeah and the ac unit is down what a missionary work <laughs> now if you pass your martin luther king fans ah! to your neighbor Look at your neighbor and say, yes, I'm with her. <laughs> but yeah, he was, he was good. 
<laughs> but yeah they can't do that on the republican side which is you know like i said you feel how you want to about both choices but one choice to me is so obviously better than the other whether you <laughs> like oh man like whatever gripes you have like just watching like that's the worst thing they could have done is have the rnc one week before the dnc because then when you watch the optics of both you're just like oh okay so there's no choice here you know what i mean uh so also um trying to think what else happened up oh, now there were some shout out to the cops okay and my timeline was very upset by this a lot of people felt there was false equivocation to uh you can't bring up cops lives mattering or cops uh being killed and being heroes for quote unquote just doing their jobs um and there's a lot of like uh you're false equivocating black lives matter and protesters with or black people not black lives matter you're false equivocating black people shot by the cops with cops being killed um which you know i understand the point because uh it isn't the same as a state sanctioned murder and the framing is fucked up uh and i think a lot of that happens because of the capitulation to the white view and the white gaze and everybody feels like uh you can't have this conversation you can't even talk about um state sanctioned violence against black people without having to address the fact that you're not anti-cop and all this shit and it's fucked up and the prop the only problem i have with it to be honest uh like i said a bit more pragmatic than than most people my main problem with it is that if they don't do it i've seen it how shit gets derailed i've seen what happens when barack obama doesn't do it like and people and some people will feel like because you know we have twitter and we have you know we we have our activists that we follow and all this stuff and we see the price that they pay for this shit and we think well it's not me so yeah pay that price but i don't know that a president should have should have to or would even want to pay that price um i don't even know that it's beneficial to the country i really don't like if a president came out or a politician came out and said black lives matter and hey police just got killed doing their job so i don't which i want me to be sad no we get to say that on social media we get to say that on our podcast we get to say that on their small platforms you don't get to say that in a major platform in america because i've seen i i'll give you a good example i posted a picture of a statement from simone sanders about her experience of feeling getting racism basically prejudice thrown her way as senator sanders spokeswoman and it wasn't from the sanders camp it was just racism in general that she experienced right my mentions have blown up this was yesterday I think Netta and DeRay retweeted me, maybe a couple other people. In that, I have probably been retweeted and commented at hundreds of times just overnight with people that think that I'm trying to say something bad about Bernie Sanders. And people that are going, you know, not to mention just pure trolls and shit like that. The derailment of the conversation happens because people are willful to see it happen. But the more important part is that um, when when you're in a public position when you have visibility you really can't afford for the message to get missing and we've seen how things have changed in this country to where when you don't say something people will spin it maliciously so even if you were to have a entire dnc where no one mentioned that these cops got killed 
uh and that they were targeted and they were you know for what we know to be innocent police officers if they would have not mentioned it it would have been spun into it's some anti-cop hating this is what's wrong with them they're so you know they're just so trying to appease uh black lives matter that they won't even recognize that these fallen officers were killed tragically and shit like that it's not fair and i do think the harsh unfairness of it it deserves to be commented on but at the same time watching the results of when people don't say these things and when you don't frame it this way i see why they did it you know like that's all they just they don't want the fucking problems because i hate when i have those problems and we all have them you know what i mean if you're on social media and you talk about anything with race i know you've experienced it but you haven't experienced it with a country of 400 million people doing it right you know so i understood um and also man this is other thing and it's more of a um i don't even know how to really express it but i'm gonna try is that i don't want to let the fact that i don't like and don't want and find it unacceptable that black people are killed by the police in this country uh i don't want to let my anger in that and my anger at the people who try to derail that point turn into turn me callous i did find it tragic when those police were killed i did Mm -hmm. i don't think it's just a hazard of being in the line of duty i don't think it's okay Mm-mm. no one should have to die that way their right. family should not have to deal with that correct their lives are gone i don't believe in a something after this those people are dead right they're not coming back and that is tragic to me i don't need to frame it around and that's just like black people getting killed by the cops because it's not the same but i can admit that that shit is still sad i'm not broken to that point where they've gotten me to the point where a, a random police officer gets killed and i go fuck them because random black people die all the time some people i think are at that point yes they are yep. and i don't know if you ever get that back i don't want to i personally they've checked out <laughs> i fight for my humanity and that feeling every day i don't want to lose my empathy i don't want to lose focus of the fact that the reason this shit is so tragic is that we are all human and some humans are targeted for bullshit reasons and that's the part that's a, that's the 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 issue for me the issue can for me the issue for me can never be well if you kill a cop that's cool if you kill a white man that's cool if you kill it's all fucked up to me and it's black lives matter too not black lives are the only ones that matter so yes when a police officer some of who are black get killed by some random random fucking psychopath it is tragic when school kids get killed by some fucking um random psychopath that's tragic when a club like post gets shot up that is tragic as well it's not i don't i don't want to equivocate the tragedies although i understand that is where the internet and the debate is at this point um but i had no problem saying yo these officers died and this is sad and we stand behind we stand beside those officers as well you know what i mean like i don't see i'm not threatened by that but at the same time i'm not stupid i recognize that people that often bring up cop tragedies and they bring up all lives matter and they bring up these other tragedies they do it to silence black lives matter and they do it to silence black people so i do recognize it but at the same time i'm not gonna lose my empathy for for people who died and needless senseless violence like 
all that shit is tragic to me you know so anyway i just wanted to say that because when i was watching it, it was just like you could see people being like oh here they go bringing up these cops and shit and i'm like yeah but it's not the same because in the when the rnc brought up the cops getting killed it was very much a you black lives matter people killed these cops with your words and your it's like so then what's killing black people then hmm like what in this country is killing black people what words are killing us bullets kill us you know what i mean like if you're saying these words motivate people to die what words are motivating cops to kill us then because it seems like that's the the rnc's you know where they come down on this thing is well these words got these cops killed well so then what what got these black people killed that weren't doing anything you know but at any rate um the point is i don't want to be because of trolls on the internet and stupid ass debate tactics i don't want to get to the point where i'm just like yep i don't uh i don't have to have empathy for this you don't have to have empathy for anybody i just don't want to lose mine personally and right people can feel how they want to feel about that but it's not a debate for me every day i wake up because i i don't know what happens after that you know what i mean i don't know what happens to my personal well like my personal mental health uh once i get to the point of yep another another cop got killed oh well you know what i mean like i don't want to feel that way i don't want to feel that way about any of this shit i i want i want everybody to kind of understand the preciousness and uh uniqueness of life right and the fact that you don't only get this one go around like 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 it's just not worth it um anyway so i think that's everything with the rnc Mm, i mean bernie spoke i mean the dnc bernie spoke and bernie's people was acting like children um and for the most part i just think uh bernie's people are not democrats Mm -mm. but we don't have a place to put them right and i and there's many many black people that are kind of with bernie's camp uh but what i see bernie and his constituency as uh over time it's just everyone who has a gripe with the democratic party and they align behind him because some of the issues they have are issues he never spoke on Mm -hmm. and never stepped up to lead on um you know there was a chant for no more war from his people it's just the occupy crowd like bernie's not anti-war you know bernie still talk about he do drone strikes you know like no president of the united states will ever be anti-war you know isolationism will never happen on our watch uh after uh i believe it was world war ii like we'll never have that so this idea is pie in the sky bullshit and it's something that you can say is like a hippie at the convention but it's such an unrealistic idea uh to be completely anti-war is is in this country anyway maybe you'll get it um one day but i feel like it's more of a moral superiority argument because when we don't step in those are gonna be the same people like y'all don't care when it's africa y'all don't care when it's so-and-so well hey you're anti-war we're not going anywhere right you know it's boko haram we're not helping over there either right because hey we anti-war we don't intervene in other people's shit you know we see these huge human rights uh catastrophes we have to sit back you know we have to let the shit go um you know i i mean and everyone has issues with our war policies and foreign policy i'm sure of it but you know that wasn't bernie's platform so when you see the people in the field of burn shirts yelling at you're like well y'all were more rallying around an ideal because when you see him basically give his concession speech at the 
um dnc what he really was telling people was uh if your conscience was ever with me you have to vote clinton because the other choice is just untenable and we can't leave this country in a precarious position where someone that has zero liberal agenda is in charge not even just to prove a point and you know he outlined something that i've been saying since the jump which is he's there to push her left they voted together 93 percent of the time when they shared uh office and you can't just look at that and walk away like well 93 percent of bernie sanders ain't shit because that's essentially what people say when they're like i fuck hillary clinton never her i'm all about bernie and bernie dropped out well so 93 percent of bernie sanders is not good enough that's what you're saying because it's not like bernie was so fucking radically different than hillary clinton you know you're talking about the dude who voted for the crime bill but you mad about her saying super predators same shit to me you know what i mean one of them was getting my vote it doesn't matter both of these they're both milk toast on race in my opinion they're but one of them was getting my vote because i'm not letting trump be in charge of this country if with my vote everyone else do what the fuck they want but it was interesting watching him do that because of course he went back to being an independent right as soon as it, it was me, over yeah immediately after he gave that speech and i was like but then people got mad when they the leaks whatever came out talking about they ain't support him yeah he's not a fucking democrat why would they support the man that is not the dem that is not a democrat making all this money not supporting democrat um candidates running not putting any money back into the party why would they support him exactly it's uh and and like i said there may have to be some sort of third party solution where there's a party that's so liberal that everybody can join um i just don't think it'll work for most people because the reason that most people are super liberal aren't the same reasons like i might be super liberal because of racial issues and uh maybe lgbt issues and shit but i might not be on that anti-war shit you know um i don't like i think it's a lot of it makes people feel good to say but i don't think they really said like thought about the actual um what a third party would look like because a third party would also be a collection of people who have bring different issues to the table you think you have issues with the democrats you haven't even looked into the green party and what your issues would be with them you know what is their racial platform you know what have they stepped up the lead on other than sit back and complain what coalitions have you built you know that was one of my main issues with bernie was that yeah you could sit back and complain you framed yourself as an outsider for 50 years but where's the work like where are you building these bridges with the people that you're talking about now conveniently in the last next last year or so where are you where are your bridges because you can't pull out a dusty 50 year old bridge of marching with martin luther king and have done nothing between that time you know so it was kind of interesting to see even as he conceded even as he said hey if you voted for me this is who you should vote for now to watch his people essentially reject that you know as hey this is a compromise which is why i don't think most of those people really are democrats and i don't and i don't say that as an insult i say that as what i believe to be a statement of fact which is that even if they were registered democrats they're so to the left that they're like i was i would never be happy with any of these candidates to be honest they probably need a third party you know and our country probably needs a third party our country probably needs like six parties to be honest you know um but the way our races are it would still boil down to like one or two people that really pull out front but 
uh our country is going to always be governed more by a centrist than an extremist of either party you know true and and also i don't know if you're going to bring this up or something i was going to bring up something Mm -hmm. Uh, and a lot of my problems with uh, the a lot of the supporters that are far far left that support Bernie um, is that a lot of them, in my personal opinion, believe the words that he said when he's a politician, just like Hillary Clinton. Right. They um, believe that he's brand new when he's actually been playing this game longer than Hillary Clinton has. And what really really upset me more than anything else, they showed their ass and they showed the racism. And that's what really made me mad because when a lot of black women were speaking, you had a lot of booze, you had a lot of naysays, you had a lot of over-talking when women were speaking. When certain people were speaking, they just showed their motherfucking asses. And me, and me, I can't speak for anybody else. I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. Your sexism showed and your racism showed. And that's why a lot of people motherfucking did not vote for Bernie. A lot of people would have voted for Bernie. I would have voted for Bernie. But when I seen at the end of the day, you didn't give a fuck about my issues you didn't give a fuck about my problems and black women is the number one voting constituents and when those when those ladies in um portland came up and you ignored them i saw that nigga i saw that i was like oh you don't give a fuck about my vote why would i fuck with you and then when your people harassed my motherfucking husband i was i stuck both my middle fingers up and they've been there ever since yeah you know um that's a valid point too i forgot about that a lot of their jeering and shit happened when uh the earlier speakers were out and the earlier speakers a lot of the times consisted of minorities people that were marginalized people you know uh people that had you know just different causes you know um and yeah they it was a lot of like we're gonna talk through and chant over black people and women and uh gay people there was one woman who had uh i think she had like a mental um disability or she was mentally challenged or something or some 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 sort of like thing where they kind of chanted over her yeah it was just like we're here for just our one thing it's the privilege attached to being able to do that to take a week off of work to basically chide the dnc um it must be great you know because a lot of their issues aren't really intersectional like a lot of their issues are very much i have my one thing and it's just more important than everything and it's the economy and i basically am making a vote against anyone as ties to this economy um getting in this office you know although i I still don't know what bernie was going to do um by himself because he essentially was running as an outsider collecting no money for down ballot um you know politicians in different states and stuff um causing creating very few alliances within the party uh i don't know what he was going to do by himself you know you can't executive order everything look at president obama's like you can't i like he has an executive order on immigration right now the second he's out of office the next person can come in and just be like nope not doing that doing it my way now you know that's why he didn't executive order health care people like i've saw you had to compromise on health care he always said he would compromise but also it was that or don't get it passed like you it's cool to present these like pie in the sky v- views of this shit but which is what people do with all presidents but yeah it was this or don't get it passed it wasn't some other third option that was gonna work uh despite all this shit like the opposition he faced was just uh unimaginable so um but yeah it's you know 
Go ahead. Yeah, and for me too, I think that I think the thing that really, really frustrated me, and you kind of touched on this about the whole um, Hillary and Bernie thing. People, a lot of um, the extreme Bernie fans act like whenever you criticize Bernie, it means you love um, Hillary, and that's not true. Right. Like, I don't know why people think that shit true. It is not true. A lot of black people have a lot of problems with the shit Hillary Hillary (laughs) Clinton (laughs) has done, and they really would have voted for Bernie. Bernie lost this on his own. Like, if he would have did what he was supposed to do, continued on his HBCU college campuses, uh, paid the black people attention, uh, rallied in the South like he should have, he could have won the nomination. I don't think he wanted it. I think he think he would I think he thinks he would have been out way before now. He I think he was just shocked and surprised he made it this far. And it was just one of the things, like I said, for me, I I had no problem with the dude until his people. It's almost like your people can make me hate you. And people don't want to believe that, but that's true. Because anytime you bring his name up, you fight motherfuckers. Anytime you say anything criticizing him, you fight motherfuckers. People criticize Hillary Clinton all the time. You don't see people jump in there because everybody knows she's goddamn problematic. So nobody's going to like, nah, we're not going to jump in here and defend her. But we know she's better than Trump. Yeah, You know what it is? Um, one, I do like Hillary Clinton. Um, I don't have any problem saying that. Um, and nobody's gonna make me feel bad about that um the thing the thing is though that i found interesting is that bernie could have stolen the election very easily because the dislike in especially the black community towards hillary clinton is real Mm -hmm. and sustained like even now you're very like i know i'm alone in being like yeah i don't have a problem i like hillary clinton i don't really have a problem with her i know i'm alone in that just saying it because i everybody else has to go the well i don't even like her but this is i'm just like yeah fuck it uh she you know anyone that's been in politics a politician for so and so amount of years uh, is going to have issues around them it's, it's just not it's impossible to find somebody that doesn't um but what was crazy to me is that when i said all this shit over a year ago about exactly how the democratic side of this thing would go people had i mean this weekend i got an email like people still refuse to accept that i was right the only thing people need to be telling me at this point is you were right don't email me no defense don't email me don't twist my words don't try to mix and make me take positions i never took don't try to say i hate that man don't try to say i called him a racist um only thing you need to tell me is right you were right about everything because i was right and i and i refuse to uh step down from that like um his people are racially tone deaf he pivots to the economy because he's afraid of talking about race he's now going to probably be a little more vocal about race and stuff like that because he's no longer running um but i don't think he ever wanted to win because what was he going to do with that office you built no coalitions you have no friends you know it's like you know even this leak that it was womp womp the dnc leak i'm sorry it was womp womp dog this shit was weak we needed voter fraud we needed election rigging we needed something substantial you're talking about emails from may where they considered bringing up him being an uh, atheist possibly and never did and y'all go whoa look at this look at wow look at we have a smoking gun no, there's no smoking gun on this bullshit like 
he was losing he lost to a better candidate who ran a better campaign and it was a more inclusive campaign a a candidate full of flaws full of people who don't like her um and still fucking lost to her you know i wouldn't be shocked if i like i honestly god wouldn't be shocked if we found out that he was always in cahoots with hillary clinton from the jump as well i'm gonna be the person that pushes you to the left in here i know i won't win but the purpose is i want my issues heard about the economy and we're gonna push you on the economy until you have to go out and say shit like you're not gonna be here for wall street and you're gonna uh you know so you make some promises we can hold you to you know whether than rather than letting you kind of like middle of the road it on these issues that are so relevant to the occupy crowd um and honestly those are all votes every vote she gets from a bernie supporter is a vote she wouldn't have gotten in my opinion true because i don't think those people i think those people are occupy people they're they're we don't vote people they're we vote for the uh ron paul people they're 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 these people that refuse to contribute into these systems because they find them to be so hypocritical in the first place so any vote you get from that system from those people is a vote you weren't gonna get i think she's gonna beat the fuck out of donald trump i don't even think it's gonna be close i think if he debates her she's gonna debate circles around him he's an idiot he's a male sarah Palin. um and 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 only an idiot and a racist would vote for him the question is do we have enough idiots and racists in this country to make him president of the united states and i'm gonna go on a limb and say no i don't think he i, I think especially if they debate it's gonna be so obvious because this is what she's prepared for her entire life hillary clinton is a woman who has always been much more competent than the men she has faced and the men in her life and the men that have continued to use their charisma and continue to use um you know the sex the sexism that she faces to get these positions and whether you agree with her or not whether you whatever there are a lot of us that can relate to it there's a lot of black people that can relate to the idea of being a much much better candidate for something and not getting it because of the animosity the unspoken animosity about your differences from being a white man that's essentially what this race is you know it's an unspoken animosity uh to me anyway it's an unspoken animosity of her being a woman you know we can't separate it the same way you can't separate being black same way you can't separate being lgbtq certain things cannot be separated it doesn't mean that any critique of this person is bad or wrong it doesn't mean that there's plenty of rational well thought out critiques to be had but there's still a lot of this couched in the fact that she is a woman you know the fact that the biggest knock some people have against her is that she stayed with a man who cheated on her a lot of women do this every day what are we talking about here yeah well what does that have to do with me being a president nothing what does that have to do with my political uh stances what does that have to do with my track record it has nothing to do with that nothing people still bring that up as a knock and it would only be a knock on a woman it would never be a knock on a man you know um it's just little shit you know that you see it and for me with us only really having two choices in my opinion it's like yeah so she's the candidate that i'm voting for that's that was pretty easy easy vote for me but yeah i think she's gonna run circles around him because he's a he's he is the ant he is exactly what she has fought against her entire life right you know now it's two white people fighting so you know whoever win i don't think i don't expect shit to really be that great for black people she's the only candidate that i think might still send the justice department 
to so investigate um black people getting killed by the cops she's the only one that has a chance of doing that continuing that legacy i don't know you know and that's if you feel that that does anything right i mean loretta lynch and them investigated ferguson they found all that racism and shit they find them but i don't know what happens from that right you know what what continues to happen with that the police department and whatnot and how many other fergusons are there in america you know i don't know we never hear about yeah i don't know that these issues will be resolved but i just don't want a person in the white house that's standing in the way and especially since she's built coalitions with black people especially black women she's invited them into her cabinet into her party um i i feel like she has more ties to uh be held responsible for than bernie did or than trump does like like she can actually she has something to lose if black people give up on her in her election in, during her presidency oh yeah she won't be reelected. nope you know what i mean so like this is a fucking huge deal for her and i don't trust anybody i don't trust any politician that's why i always use the word pander rather than inclusion and rather than intersectionality i always use the word pander when i talk about politicians because that's all i expect so she will be forced to continue to cater to black people when uh if she gets elected as opposed to any of these other candidates that you know if if bernie would have found a way to win where he only got 30 percent of the black vote yeah he would have not had to tell do shit for us you know like economics wise when we get left behind like we always get left behind even when new economic policies pass because racism is trump's economics every single time in this country we would have got left behind and bernie would have been like yeah i don't know what to tell y'all right you know you can't be doing great right because only 30 percent of y'all gave me y'all votes during the primary so fuck y'all basically you know um so it's gonna be interesting to see what uh happens with this because uh like i said i i think trump is just gonna get mollywopped if he even debates clinton i think he's scared yeah he already said some shit about uh we shouldn't be debating on games on nights where there's nfl games already scared so you're trying to take out three nights a week every every week of the year uh after uh football starts right so you basically trying to right because because they everybody done sat down like look we know that she gonna whoop your ass if you get out here and debate her because you don't know shit and you're very ignorant and you you basically to me uh and i've heard this before mm-hmm. and i didn't think about it. i forgot what what podcast we heard he, he goes with the cadence of a comedian and she's like i'm not a fucking comedian i'm a goddamn politician and we're gonna talk about this shit you can't one two three punch me punchline and, and expect this shit to go well sir when people mm-hmm. start actually about places that oh all over the world and and uh start naming specific people and areas and policies you don't know squat shit about this yeah it's it's, it's really an amazing it's it's an amazing time to be alive man and this race has gotten so much more interesting um you know in light of all this shit um there was a some parents who talked about their muslim son who died in the army um uh you know fighting for this country Mm -hmm. and uh of course uh presidential candidate donald trump there's a man named kaiser took that personal democratic convention his son captain humayun khan was killed serving in Iraq, and he had some very tough questions for you. He said you wouldn't have even let his son in America. He doesn't know. He doesn't know that. I saw him. He was, uh, you know, very emotional and probably looked like uh, a nice guy to me. His wife uh, 
if you look at his wife, she was standing there. She had nothing to say. She probably, maybe she wasn't allowed to have anything to say. You tell me, but plenty of people have written that. Uh, she, uh, she was extremely quiet, and it looked like she had nothing to say. A lot of people have said that, uh, and personally, uh, I watched him. I wish him the best of luck. George. What would you say to that, Father? Well, I'd say we've had a lot of problems with radical Islamic terror. Now, why did you notice how he immediately attacked the woman? You know, yeah. immediately, and and that's why they don't want him to blame Hillary because he gonna get up there and show his ass and attack her. And people gonna be like, nah, dog, you can't be saying that shit at women, right? Um, but also, you know, uh, in order like to to say she had nothing to say, she wasn't allowed. He's trying to be like, because you know, Muslims don't allow their women to say they anything. Don't. You know, uh, unlike our country, that's what I'd say. We maybe she didn't. Of, maybe she didn't say anything because she didn't have a Michelle Obama speech to um, to copy off of. Come on, dog. I mean, maybe that's what you know. Maybe that's why he he allows women to speak when they copy Michelle's words. It's with radical Islamic terrorism. That's what I'd say. We have a lot of problems where you look at San Bernardino, you look at Orlando, you look at the World Trade Center, you look at so many different things. You look at what happened to the priest over the weekend in Paris, where his throat was cut. 85-year-old beloved Catholic priest. You look at what happened in Nice, France a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'd say you got to take a look at that because something's going on and it's not good. He said you have sacrificed oh. nothing, no one. Well, that sounds... Uh, who wrote that? Did uh, Hillary's uh, script writers Sorry. write it? How would you answer that, Father? What sacrifice have you made for your country? I think... All right, go ahead, Ken. I'm sorry. What does the shit he got to do have to do with the question he was asked? Oh, you know... Um, I've made a lot of sacrifices. Nothing. Uh, I work very, very hard. I've created thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of jobs. Uh, I think those are sacrifices. Oh, sure. I think they're sacrifices. Thousands and thousands of people take care of their education, take care of so many things. Even in military, I mean, I was very responsible along with a group of people to get. He is comparing basically having a business to going out and dying for this country as a soldier. This is the party Didn't of... Didn't he dodge drafting? I don't know. But this is the party of um, patriotism. The party of support our troops. The party of... And they really don't because they, right. don't, they don't put no money where shit is. Right. Always, you know, cutting funding. Okay. Right. But apparently creating a business is a sacrifice you made for this country. Right? Giving people jobs is a sacrifice you made for this country comparable with dying in war. Military. I mean, I was very responsible, along with a group of people, for getting the Vietnam Memorial built in downtown Manhattan, which to this day people thank me for. Uh, I raised and I have raised millions of dollars for the vets. I'm helping the vets a lot. I think my popularity with the vets is through the roof. So there you have it. According to him, to who? Him? According to him, yeah. He, he's given up a lot for this country, guys, and you know, um, you know, uh, yeah, the same people. Ain't he the same man that said that a uh, woman, what you call it, got uh, uh, captured that he wasn't like a real soldier? Yeah, he said he 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 prefers heroes that don't get captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, John McCain, this disgusting John McCain. Uh, yeah, this is a disgusting dude that people are considering uh, voting for. Some people, uh, you know, spoke said things back about him. You know, um the wife uh gazala khan mother of slain u.s army captain uh humoyan khan 
uh took up her own defense sunday in an opinion piece in the washington post that explained why she stood without speaking at the dnc stage last week as her husband castigated trump for his comments about muslims donald trump said that maybe i wasn't allowed to say anything that is not true uh, she wrote adding that she decided not to speak at the convention because of her pain over the 2004 death of her son when donald trump is talking about islam he is ignorant she said uh she wrote um he stirred uh by bipartisan outrage for his back and forth with the cons uh he lashed out at you know the father um and took and um because he took issues with trump's call for a temporary ban on entry to muslims in the united states um and it so we just played that interview um where he said that shit uh both democrats and republicans have criticized his remarks uh just when i think trump can't possibly be a bigger jerk he proves me wrong republican strategist anna navarro said on twitter adding that trump's comments about the cons were gross hillary clinton uh of course um you know said at a campaign rally on saturday that trump's comments about the cons were part of a long history of insulting people trump tweeted sunday that he had been viciously attacked by con at the convention am i not allowed to respond he asked the candidate also tried to change the subject to war itself hillary voted for the iraq war not me uh, cnn on sunday kazir khan said the couple had received a large outpouring of support after their appearance at the convention he said people had apparently seen the blackness of trump's character adding that trump's family needed to teach him some empathy uh you want to know what's interesting in this too is that hillary said you want to vote for a dude that can be baited by a tweet you know presidential office is about control and being able to take criticism from all fronts whether it's fair or unfair um that's just what the job is you can't have a thin-skinned tyrant uh ruling the country like that um all right let's see what else happened uh here's some positive news ti donated thirty five thousand dollars to entrepreneurship programs helping minority teens good yep good to see clifford uh helping out the kids man mm-hmm. um you know uh he sometimes puts his foot in his mouth uh expeditiously he likes to say big words um uh, but he uh he's hooking people up ti's mm-hmm. go ahead i was that marble money mm-hmm. yep ti's title at time money talk and education challenge has uh paid off in a huge and inspiring way for youth across the globe the initiative which was first announced in may encouraged young people to submit proposals detailing their plans to promote educational awareness within their communities through on and offline education-based fundraising efforts the contest ran from may 4th through june 15th according to a press release from title 86 participants got involved for their chance to win the challenge and ti will now keep his promise by matching the $35,000 in funds raised by the six finalists selected, TI's $35,000 combined with the $46,000 that was raised by the 86 challenge participants brings a total amount of money donated to $81,000. Um, so. Wonderful. Yeah. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy for him. Yeah, some of the programs, uh, Shaw inspires teenpreneurs in school and after school weekend and summer mentoring leadership program for youth ages 11 to 25 funds raised will help the program expand to baltimore and charleston the musicianship 2016 summer camp uh provides kids you know music lessons and stuff uh that'll that's getting money generation you employed uh 
program that lead, that helps the unemployed youth with skills and job readiness in five countries kenya india spain mexico and the united states they plan to train they plan to train one million unemployed young people and place them in jobs by 2020 uh funds raised will go towards expanding into chicago los angeles and new york so good for y'all man mm-hmm. appreciate you clifford me too sir doing a good job over there mm-hmm. uh here's another palate cleanser talk about all that that serious serious stuff uh i have to share my screen so y'all can see this oh we're getting on that two hours hold on let me start a new session yeah 118 yeah i'm gonna start this new session so uh you guys uh don't have to worry about getting uh froze out uh part two and what time is it two thirty so there we go uh but yeah um i have a little cute thing that i saw on um on uh twitter this is video and i want to show it to everybody um so they can uh, enjoy it as well because uh lord knows i did black people are amazing and you know we always uh finding a way to party um and i'll invite you back on screen too let me as soon as i can see you on screen oh there we go uh so yeah uh there you go karen um but yeah so uh this this video i i had to show you guys um let's see uh here we go um uh this is somebody a woman from new orleans uh in a very fancy hotel room it seems she has not stayed in one of these fancy hotel rooms before so she's giving us oh a tour. my god this beautiful look at this somebody can speak already two seconds in oh my god this beautiful oh my god this beautiful look at this somebody can stay up in this closet that bitch another hotel room my god Ooh, uh-uh we're gonna have to get rid of this they got some kind of speech age tablet technology used to spy on me while i'm doing my nasties from the government and look at this girl how happy she uh-huh. is <laughs> it's, a, it's some sort of tablet that they have <laughs> Oh, oh, on the side of on the nightstand. I don't know. Oh, this, this is, is somebody grandma. I love this. Somebody auntie. <laughs> it's a nice hotel room. Yeah, you can tell that no young person, but I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? What the hell is bad from about? Ooh, look at that. It come with a fruit watch, and they got a phone by the toilet again. Look at that. That's cute as shit. Ooh, look at this building looking like a Lego. Ooh, Jennifer Lopez and her fine ass out here doing her thing. Streets paved the way with a bunch of Uber drivers obnoxious. Oh my <laughs> god, that's so a bunch of Uber drivers obnoxious. Oh, beautiful. <gasps> look at this. Oh, look, it's closing by itself. Bye, Jesus. Thanks for the light, baby. <laughs> oh my god, sweet baby Jesus. I'm looking out for me again with the Grey Goose and the Perrier. You know I'm finna do some bad things, y'all. Ooh, and just like that, we opening back up. My baby Jesus said, let it be lit, and it is lit the <laughs> fuck up. We finna... Oh, that's my favorite thing ever, man. <laughs> oh my God, this beautiful! <laughs> oh my God, this beautiful! Oh, that shit is the best. Oh man, who let that auntie free and bought her a good a uh, good hotel room machine? Know how to act? Oh, black black people are amazing, dog. Seriously, like, come on. Whoo! Oh my God, this beautiful! <laughs> 
but I ain't gonna lie. That was a fancy ass hotel room. The doors was opening up. How you have a phone in the bathroom and shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, black people news. Fantasia says she married her husband Kendall Taylor after just three weeks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Three weeks of dating. They did not have sex until their wedding night. Uh, she said everything changed when I met him. Uh, it was an instantaneous connection. Just three weeks after meeting at a local club, they wed in 2015. The brief courtship was intense and fulfilling and celibate. They didn't consummate the relationship until that wedding night she confides. I just knew he was the one. I was ready to go on the road. He got on his knees and said, can I pray for you? I just want to cover you down the road. Cover for you down the road. In the time I've been fasting from relationships, I asked God for someone to pray for me, someone that could cover me and my kids, Dallas and Zion, uh, and be the man of the house. That's when I knew. They had that one year uh, anniversary just last week. Good for her. Mm-hmm. At least he's not at Verizon. Yep. They seem like a happy couple. And, uh, you know, they showing everybody that they can you can make it. You don't have to have no long courtship. Now, also, coincidentally, most fatal attractions on TV one start the same way. But hey, I wish you the best, baby. The cops mistook a uh, donut glaze from Krispy Krispy Clean for meth in Orlando. Ha <laughs> mm-hmm. ha! donuts do get you high. I will say this: Is there really a difference? No, if no, I it- find out crystal meth was the glaze for Krispy Kreme, only thing that would do is make sense right because it actually triggers your brain in the same area yeah i'll be like oh so that's why i eat the hot now yeah that's why i was sucking dick for donuts behind the ah! hot now sign that's why i cause rex trying to spin my ass around to get across the street to the sign yeah Krispy Kreme could raise prices theoretically like by 700 percent and still be in business like oh yeah i buy it yeah they don't really need to continue to disillusion that you know that it's not there's anything mm, that that's that's how they get you They're like yeah we gotta sell buy one the other ones are free 99 and people are like yay yep daniel rushing treats himself to Krispy Kreme donut every other wednesday he used to eat them in his car but not anymore not since a pair of Orlando police officers pulled him over spotted four tiny flakes of glaze on the floorboard and arrested him saying they were pieces of crystal methamphetamine you mean tell me they couldn't test them on the spot they did two roadside drug tests and both came back positive for the illegal substance according to his arrest report he was handcuffed and arrested taken to county jail strip search a state crime lab however did another test several weeks later and cleared him it was incredible it feels scary that you haven't done anything wrong get arrested it's a terrible feeling oh so you mean to tell me the sugar and the cinnamon and shit that that glaze made out of triggered they test Mm-hmm. did they really even run a fucking test yeah um uh, you know what they what, might what they buy them tests from the dollar tree store like you get the pregnancy test what so you got to buy 10 to to get an average what the fuck is happening here i'm just saying maybe the, the chemicals in Krispy cream are that similar to crystal meth i wouldn't be shocked crystal methy clean cream you know it could be uh so yeah apparently um got arrested and it did test positive um i kept telling them that's glazed from a donut they tried to say it was crack cocaine at first then they said no it's meth crystal meth uh russian stated the substance is sugar from a crispy clean donut that he ate uh i had ever seen his pocket if they'd asked him right um he was booked well no they might not have because if what if it was from a few days ago oh that's true you know he just didn't clean his car or whatever 
he was locked up about 10 hours and then released on $2,500 bond. Mm, they would be getting a lawsuit for me. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can't go to work. I mean, you know, that, that affects your life. Right. Uh, Imagine that car, but I, um, yeah, I can't go in today. I was eating some Krispy Kreme and I got arrested. Right. Your job be like, what? Well, Krispy Kreme is drugs. They is. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, they dropped the case three days later mm-hmm. after they filed a paperwork. Um, so. Mm-hmm. They want you to go on about your way. Nah, you be speaking to my lawyer. Fuck you. Well, he has hired a lawyer is asking the city to pay him damages. You inconven- I told you you inconvenienced me find a better drug test here's a question that I have how many of these drug tests have come back positive where people didn't do anything illegal you know and it didn't get cleared right how many people didn't get that shit cleared and couldn't afford a hire attorney and right and couldn't fight stuff. it and it was caused to settle and have these fucking uh, records now right yep it's just interesting right because once we know they can be falsified, uh, whether it's found to be false or whether you just read it wrong or whatever, you got to start wondering who else this shit has happened to. Uh, let's see. A former California cop was arrested for raping five women while on duty. What? Yep. Um, this is, you know, what's weird about this is this is like not, it happens often no it's common you know as far as like me seeing this in the articles and stuff mm-hmm. where cops abuse their power right. uh, stuff also a lot of times black men in this case a black man uh i don't know that's anecdotal i don't have any i don't know if it's just niggas are the ones that are getting caught or what but a lot of times it seems to be black men that are you know getting in the news for this for abusing their power and abusing women um yeah, he was booked on suspicion of 22 felonies related to rape and sexual battery of five women while on duty and in uniform. Shit. Noah Winchester, 31. You know, because it's a, I mean, this is a very real fear that you have to have as a woman. Especially you by yourself. Over, right. You get pulled over by a cop. Well, some, I know there's been times where, remember that cop in Charlotte? He got caught because he did it to a woman while her boyfriend was there. Like, he just don't give a fuck. It's like, I have this power. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, and I'm gonna, I, I'm, it's your word against mine. Fuck you. Uh, but yeah, um, he was, uh, he's 31 years old, Noah Winchester, Winchester. Um, he's taken into custody Thursday morning near his home on an arrest warrant that included charges of rape, kidnapping, and sexual battery, all under the color of authority. Um, uh, in this time when police officers across America are being questioned to have something like this occur, truly tarnishes the good men and women who are police officers. He preyed on women who were poor and down on their luck, including one who was homeless, spying them on the street, insisting they come with him. I could arrest you, he told one woman. The women were of different races and ages, but the similarity is that they had all fallen on tough times. Uh, the prosecutor said they were not prostitutes. Um, he committed his alleged crimes as an officer in two cities, in Sacramento, where he worked for the Los Rios Community College District, and in San Mateo, where he worked for the city police department um who knows how many more women there are right i mean these are just the five that probably came forward and shit but if you're picking on people that probably are downtrodden down to luck they won't even know that this is happening as a case for them to be able to say hey he got me too you know like he picked his he targeted women that he knew had no resources and nobody cared about 
we were made aware of his criminal allegations uh regarding the conduct of winchester at the time at his time as a san mateo police officer on the morning of october 20th 2015 uh the news release said adding the department had cooperated in the investigation and was horrified at the arrest um so he'll make his first court appearance in july 25th uh, but yeah it's I, like i don't like i said anecdotally just from this show i just noticed that a lot of these dudes are black and you know that's that's some scary shit to consider mm-hmm. you know um and like i said as a man it's something that i don't really think about because if i get pulled over i'm not thinking well this guy might also be you know some sort of a he's gonna try to maybe fuck him or suck my suck his dick or some shit Come on, dog. but that's something that i'm sure every woman that's ever been pulled over by herself has had to think about every woman um <clears throat> all right so let's see what else is happening uh after all this uh sad sad news let's you know we need to palate cleanse with some white news white people news you know feel like uh things are um you know getting kind of kind of harsh uh on the show and uh let me go to my playlist for white people news let's see what we got uh see what we got here for you guys for some oh okay i, I didn't save that all right hold on let me let me see if i can find something that uh white people love i think they like this song Do your white man underbite dance moves. Uh, <laughs> slightly offbeat. Slightly offbeat. Uh, here's some white people news. Uh, Rob Lowe, Jeff Gordon, and Mario Lopez are all out of the running to become Kelly Ripper's new co host. As she refuses to reveal the name of her favorite front runner. Uh, you guys may know Kelly Ripper from having a tantrum when Michael Strahan left. Mm-hmm, and being all shitty live on the air about his wife. Well, now she's in the driver's seat, and she gets to pick who uh, who will be her co-host. And uh, she's given she's people have learned who will not be her co-host. That's Jeff Gordon, the former NASCAR driver, Mario Lopez, and Rob Lowe. They will not be her co-host. So, who knows uh, who will make it? Rivers declined to reveal who her favorite candidate is uh, Saturday at a benefit designer clothing sale. So does it have to be a man and a woman, or can it be two women? Uh, I mean, I guess it could be. Uh, Fred Savage and Anderson Cooper both remain as two potential candidates. Uh, but ABC could take it till November to reveal who the new permanent co-host's identity will be. So, uh, sounds like they're looking for a man. You know, I guess this this stick with the tradition of Regis and Kelly. Uh, probably, I guess. Okay, yeah, because those were like the two original hosts. Yeah. They're probably scared to be the View. You know, two women, two two men and women. Plus, don't they have like two, three? They they got the view, the watch, the look. Yeah, and they got, and I think they also have a show the where around to, the corner, the old snap girl. Yeah, 
and they have two women that do co-host and they drink wine and shit all day i forget their name oh but yeah, yeah. so there, there are some you know they're like that's not they might feel like what distinguishes them is having a man and a woman even if it's a gay man like anderson cooper or whatnot mm-hmm. um uh why me bethany frankel snapchats herself diving into a pool in her bikini before she enjoys a hand and a foot massage mm-hmm why, why me what breaking white people news y'all <laughs> this is some important oh, why, shit why did i have that privilege of getting a hand and foot massage uh <laughs> she's a real house of wives a new york star and she is make uh she is uh marking the official end of her divorce which took an incredible four years to finalize with a relaxing trip to the west coast i'm telling you these are the ones where you're like yo they call the paparazzi there's not there's no way someone was like let's get to the hotel pool so we can take pictures like you snapchat this and send it like can you guys cover this because uh nobody gives a fuck about me and what i'm up to but yeah her and her family spent the day at the la pool and they also made cakes and then she got her foot massage snapchatted the whole thing uh so good good for you bethany frankel and uh all the white people that vicariously get their lives through you mm-hmm. while we die in the streets uh <laughs> a man got arrested for slapping justin timberlake at a golf tournament ah when will the white on white violence stop when see this is why cops kill white people because y'all don't care about your own lives you slap each other at golf tournaments like what's whiter than that getting slapped at a fucking uh at a an old navy sale like what is whiter than ah! <laughs> he got slapped at the gap uh well he got arrested after slapping justin timberlake at a golf course um apparently uh slapped him near the face the video is obtained by tmz timberlake can be seen being escorted by security as he makes his way through a crowd of people then a hand from the crowd clearly brushes the singer's face he then turns around and says why would you do that by the way that is the whitest reaction that anybody can have to get slapped in the face ah right why would you do that <laughs> like it's not it's like i'm like what you do it makes no sense like, don't you know i'm important sir we're white there's no need for us to have violence right we're white we, we as white people we don't do that we yeah we, we use our words yeah we don't have to have a confrontation we are rich white people at a golf tournament sir please just have your assistant fight my assistant to the death right but we don't have to fight All right you're gonna get blood on each other doing this it's someone could have been hurt you could have bruised my face broken ale what if my eye would have swollen up you know what if, yeah even worse what if you would have hurt your own hand slapping me have your skin do that i got this cucumber scrub i didn't get that for nothing right let me see if this will play oh no know what they're saying is a slap i'm gonna show you guys this you guys gotta see this this is the it's like he literally brushed his face like he like if you caress a person's face like you can't even see it when it first happens all right so look at this screen share that was the slap you just saw the slap right 
you like what slap i didn't see the slap okay here's the slow motion of it that was you just saw the whole slap in that slow motion oh he didn't hit him all right he, he touched the side of his face why would you do that so the dude got arrested for doing that because you can't be put touching the merchandise dog don't be touching justin timberlake on the face like that come on dog who do you think you are but uh yeah um the dude seemed to be intoxicated and eventually became aggressive police arrested a man for disorderly conduct so you know and i am for the record keep your hands off people i'm not trying to say yeah, it's okay i'd have been like him too Why, why'd you do that yeah and if i had the power to have someone arrested for touching me i would but come on you know i'm just saying that's uh that's pretty white news is what i'm trying to say guys um that's you know that's what's going on in the in the world of whiteness right now is people are touching justin timberlake on the face and going to jail for it because mm-hmm. you can't be having people touch him uh he should have when he got hit in the face he should have been like oh you sweet soul <laughs> oh that would have been the best <laughs> oh my god that would have been the best reaction ever oh you sweet soul <laughs> don't you realize <laughs> oh my god um in other white people news um there's a swimming hole where there's been a lot of accidents and stuff uh someone got killed attorney is considering whether to charge the owner of the Blue Cove Hideaway in McMinn County after a drowning occurred there over the weekend. This is the second drowning at the same place in the past year. Stephanie Sanastasi joins us now live to tell us what the owner has to say. Stephanie. Kevin Latricia, this right here is the wooden plank where the owners say a 25-year-old Atlanta man jumped off yesterday. Now, the man signed a form once he got here, waiving the owner of any responsibilities, but the sheriff says this place has got to go. You are at your own risk. The owners of the private property where the blue hole sits now have this sign posted warning swimmers. It was a while ago that the first one happened and that kind of freaked me out. But then a bunch of my friends, I'd see like them post like, oh, this is so cool. Like, and then they'd come recently. And then we just got here and we were like, this is really. Someone recently died jumping off of this unregulated dive. And these motherfuckers are like, yeah, but recently people have been going back. So, you know, I, I, we had to go back. How would I, what are we hoping? It's, it's not a park. It's someone's house. Oh, oh. No. They just go to this person, this landowner's thing. He makes you sign a waiver, waiving him of any responsibility. And then people jump the fuck off. Wow. It's not a business. Scary. Police say 25-year-old James Sester jumped from this homemade wooden platform off this 30-foot bluff. Police call this location unsafe and poorly operated. The sheriff even says he wants to shut it down. But the owner, Charles Womack, says he's not going anywhere. Now, this is where it gets funny. I just trying to help uh, these high school kids and college kids because they ain't got no money. The last drought hmm He's just trying to help him, Karen. They ain't got no money. Thing happened exactly one year and ten days from the one here on Sunday. But Womack says he's not changing any of his rules here, despite the two tragic deaths. You don't put no lifeguards like. 
I a lot cord might have been way over here, and that's probably two or three thousand feet up there when something happens. In no, I ain't putting no lifeguards. District Attorney Stephen Crum says he is reviewing this drowning death to see if any criminal charges will apply to the owner. He says he'll try to qu complete that review as quick as he can. For now, reporting live in McMinn County, Stephanie Sanastasi, News Channel 9. Thanks, Stephanie. Sheriff Joe Guy spoke with us on the phone yesterday. He says he feels it is his duty as the sheriff and a citizen to warn the public about what he calls a trashy, nasty, and dangerous location. Yeah. Now he that now that dude that owns this place, he did have more stuff to say about some of the people. Like he didn't like some of these kids that got hurt up there. Oh, uh, you're starting to piss me off, you little piglet son bitch. Call me. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you know he knew that those guys wouldn't stop coming up there. You know, he's an older gentleman, too. So, you know, you those strong young boys, you know, they can't help him. Thanks. Know anybody with a pair of strong young hands to help me in and out of the tub? All right. Mm-hmm. You got anything you used to wear in the summertime? Just these old shorts. Sweet Jesus. Ha-ha! <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Spread that butter with the force. Sound like some shit family guy would do. This is fucking real life. <laughs> He's, he sounds just like that too. <laughs> oh man, I just done wet myself. Yeah, he didn't like the, like all the kids, I saw jumping, all those young boys, young men were in great shape. I didn't see any fat kids jumping, I don't think he's into that. No. Oh, you're starting to piss me off, you little piglet son bitch. Call me. He didn't make it for for the size of Chris. Mm-mm. Nope. Chris wouldn't have made it. Mm-mm. your fat space ass back here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So there you guys go. That's white people news. Uh, that's what they up to right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's do some uh, guess the race, guys. I think that's a, the only appropriate way to to move to the next segment because uh, nothing else is gonna top that white people news. Uh, <laughs> just fucking with those black people. We just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's a game called Guess the Race, where we go all around the globe. We read news articles and we ask our chat room to guess the race. And the chat room is uh, pretty racist. All right. Uh, and, of course, Guess the Race is brought to you by Bevel. Mm -hmm. 
bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps that's right i use bevel i was using it this morning get fresh before we come in here and do this show mm-hmm. live in the new studio with the hd cameras i mean because you know when you're gonna be on the hd you don't want your face looking all bumpy and rough mm-hmm. and, and messed up man and so as a person whose face is their business literally um i trust bevel and that's the only brand that i trust to get my face looking luxurious and also it smells good and it feels good on your skin man that restoring balm is a one um you know that's part of the reason like in addition to just not getting razor bumps and the razor not like cutting into your skin and all this stuff uh it also feels comfortable when you put that restoring balm on there like it just takes away all any pain you have from itching stuff like that and uh just you know because sometimes after when i used to shave i put aftershave on and stuff and it just it just irritates your face all day long you know and uh with this is just slap it on and forget it so uh there you guys go get bevel.com code tbgwt that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com uh all right let's see how about this one an off-duty indianapolis officer is charged with attempted murder an indianapolis police officer has been charged with attempted murder for allegedly shooting a detective investigating a reported domestic violence incidents involving the officer and his estranged wife so he was like i'm just trying to do some domestic violence on the side in a non-professional capacity and you're going to investigate me in a professional capacity so i gotta kill you uh police were granted an arrest warrant saturday charging 42 year old adrian r's in friday night shooting police said r's strange estranged wife and children were inside their home after police officers responded to an earlier domestic incident um while at the scene detectives who were investigating said r's reemerged and engaged in gunfire according to officials and a unidentified detective was shot in the elbow during the shooting man what about this cop on cop violence i mean y'all want me to feel sad when the police get killed by these serial kill by these free shooters and stuff but when y'all gonna stop killing each other hmm i mean y'all got cop on cop violence and, i mean but yeah blue lives matter all lives matter to me okay if you want us to, to treat you seriously y'all need to have zero violence against each other before you can ask me to talk about Micah X or Baton Rouge. Uh, while at the scene, detectives who were investigating, uh, oh wait, so yeah, he shot him in the elbow. The detective, a 20 year police veteran who returned fire but did not strike ours, was hospitalized in good condition with the elbow and back injuries. Uh, ours was off, was off duty when he allegedly shot the detective and fled to Ohio in his personal vehicle. Cincinnati police took him into custody following an hour long standoff. He was charged with attempted murder. He has been suspended without pay, pending termination from the department, and is in the process of being extradited to Indianapolis. Guess the race of Mr. Officer Adrian Ars, 42 years old. See what the chat room believes. Uh, over here, uh, white man whose wife should have been, should have known calling the cops only makes it worse. Oh. Yeah, well, you know. He is an officer of the law. White, says Joe Spacely. Okay, all right. Uh, all right, looks like the rest of y'all are scared to put some skin in the game. No, they frightened, ain't they? White says HC. Okay, so everybody's going white. 
blue because the only color that matters psych now nah, white <laughs> <laughs> that's good fear for his life standing his ground white shooter uh bingo <laughs> the correct answer is white yeah nobody missed that one uh i'll show you guys what he looked like um and it looked like he had been fighting that night because his face is fucked up i don't know if they hit him when he came in or what but uh yeah he apparently it's amazing how much violence uh starts with violence towards women you know of course there was a dude who shot up a party in a affluent seattle uh neighborhood over his ex-girlfriend breaking up with him mm, sound about right you know this but is, dudes ain't emotional though right they're right. not emotional right okay. totally different women are illogical but uh you know if i got a, access to an ar-15 and you happen to hurt my feelings i get to kill everybody mm-hmm. uh, anti-gay nebraska republican urged to resign over a sex video of himself on a state computer mm-hmm uh <laughs> uh so yeah um the scandal has prompted the state's republican governor pete ricketts to call senator bill for senator bill kittner who's also a republican uh to resign the call comes at after the conclusion of a year-long investigation into kittner's online activities that began with kittner himself uh oh wait kent kentner himself contacting nebraska state patrol regarding what he believed to be a potential internet scam that occurred while the senator was in massachusetts using his state computer uh, the investigation's findings have been handing, handed over to the Ethics Watchdog Group, the Nebraska Accountability and Disclosure Commission, which is expected to weigh in on the scandal August 5th. Governor Ricketts said on Friday that he had spoken with Kidner on the phone and urged him to resign if the allegations were true. Due to the ongoing investigation of this issue, I have been unable to say anything publicly, the governor said in a statement. If the allegations are true, Senator Kidner needs to resign. Uh, investigation, investigators have not disclosed the contents of the video or described it except to say that it's sexually explicit video involving Kintner. Kintner is married to the governor's chief policy advisor, Lauren Kintner, who has outspoken to, who has been outspoken to the point of insensitivity on a number of issues. Um, blogger Joe My God reported that Kintner had loudly opposed same-sex marriage, gay adoption, and transgender rights. He also publicly declared that Christians should let gays know their business isn't wanted by providing them with bad service. Last year, when arguing on the Senate floor against a path to citizenship for children of undocumented immigrants, he used the racial slur wetbacks to describe Latino internet immigrants oh, okay. uh, entering the country. Right? Is he playing guess the race? A country of fourth graders was taking a tour of the Senate chambers at the time. In June 2015, he posted a grisly video of a beheaded woman on his Facebook page as part of a post expressing his support for the death penalty. He later took it down but said it was only because the post's comment thread was getting too unruly. Guess the race of uh, Miss Senator Bill Kintner, um, and uh, apparently doesn't have time, doesn't have a problem getting freaky on video, but uh-huh. you know, just hey, no gay stuff, please, okay, everybody you guys are the real problem uh donald trump (laughs) donald trump fan white rnc vip white (laughs) shit dnc vip vp white Mm -hmm. uh that's funny we don't care about that like we've never had a we've never had a female vice president or a uh black vice president um nope still 
uh he should have just paid he should have just paid kanye's cousin that money to get the laptop back white uh think this is also obama's fault white the correct answer is that everybody got it he's white that's him right there guys looking white as fuck with two pictures of president reagan in the background of his office who has two pictures of president reagan in the background like i know you covering up some freaky shit well you got to have double the reagan in your office ah two times the reagan i say two times the reagan two times the gain that dude is covering something up all right let's go to the bonus round Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, everybody's two for two. Well, let's see how they do when it comes to the bonus round. All right. Uh, this story takes place in Florida. Oh, Florida. A Florida man steals a dead man's identity to escape his wife and spends decades with a new family new family who this ah! a florida <laughs> a florida mother and son have learned that the man they knew as a beloved husband and father had lied to them all along richard hoagland 63 years old was arrested in tampa bay uh wednesday for stealing and assuming the identity of terry jude simansky a man who drowned in 1991 at 33 years old under his new identity he met and married mary hickman nearly 20 years ago the pair who share a son lived together in zephyr hills florida where hoagland worked invested in real estate and even obtained a pilot's license but in april the real terry samansky's nephew learned through ancestry.com that someone had assumed his uncle's identity and brought it to the attention of the police yo how many people gonna get caught exactly like this uh, when Hickman was notified, she discovered documents in her home proving her husband was not who she thought he was. Hoagland, who had two different wives and four children in Indiana, disappeared from his home and was eventually declared dead. Uh, when he was taken into custody, Hoagland told officers he assumed identity to get away from his wife. Yo. People do so much to get away from their spouses. I mean... Just divorce! Right? Half of fucking, um um half of snap is just people being like um i don't want to get a divorce so i'm gonna kill you oh. like a murder is easier than a divorce maybe it is i don't know maybe it is i don't know the rules but uh that's just some wild shit to think about uh maybe the stigma of divorce is just so heavy that it's like i'd rather kill you for a lot of people it is right. but just sad just leave just leave y'all. like how does she feel when she finds out he faked his own death to get away from her you was nagging baby right you a terrible person i had to kill myself fake your cooking was that bad Mm -hmm. i told you your cooking would kill me one day (laughs) when he was taken into custody he told officers he assumed i didn't get away from his wife he his ex-wife in indiana however informed police her husband said he had to disappear because he had stolen millions and was wanted by the fbi law why didn't she tell anybody she just like oh he's dead law officials are currently investigating the claim but records obtained show that he has never been arrested so uh guess the race of mr richard hoagland aka uh uh 
terry jude samansky uh chat room let me see what y'all believe um let's see where did i ask y'all donald oh wait no that's that's yeah, go, go down. Go. Yeah, got family listed that. on ancestry.com. White, a movie soon to be starring with Leo DiCaprio. White, uh, Don Draper is not an aspirational figure. White man, oh. white man, a black man would have moved into in with another woman on the same street. White, <laughs> <laughs> he would have raised Terrell Owens and his new family. Both his real ancestors and his stolen ancestors, old niggas, own niggas, colonizing a new life. White, the correct answer, ill and everybody you got it right he was a white man Mm -hmm. oh man let me show you guys what he looked like you know he didn't even look like the dude whose identity he stole he just took that shit ha 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 he just took that shit i'm like this is mine now i'm I'm the new hoagland or whatever the fuck Samansky. I'm the new Jerry Samansky. Uh all right. Um let's get into our final segment. We got to talk about the ratchetness of the swords. A man is accused of assault, sword, and hatchet attack, and now call and now he is charged with calling a woman seventy six times from jail. <laughs> Who paid for that commentary? Mm-hmm. Uh Wayne Lee Payton, forty nine, faces five more felonies of violating a no contact order in addition to the three assault felonies he was charged with last month. They never attract this phone number. From their facility to know that I harassed this woman. They'll never know it's me. I wonder if she was getting those collect call messages that we used to always get in college and shit. Yep. Hi, do you use the so-and-so correctional facility? Would you like to accept a collect call? From- hey, man, don't hang up. It's me. Come on, man, accept the charges. Yeah, they used to have to send out emails going, students, please do not accept these collect phone calls. All right, then they try to get you to send them to some random girl on campus. I mean, hey man, transfer me to four 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 one nine. You like what, nigga? Who's that that you calling and harassing? All right. Um, but yeah, according to the complaint filed with Becker County District Court, a domestic abuse no contact order was issued June twentieth, following the alleged assault that prohibited him from having contact with the woman. The complaint states on July second, an official, uh, an investigator monitoring phone calls heard Peyton ask a female if the OFP was off, referring to an order for protection. The investigator checked the number and discovered it belonged to the protected female. He also noted that Patton had called from a prepaid card and that he had called a protected woman 76 times between July 21st and July 5th. So, uh, I guess the rest white. Um, so there you go. He, I guess he was just trying to, uh, you know, get, get in contact with her, you know? Like, is, is that really so bad? 76 times i mean she had an order of protection against him but maybe he was trying to bury the hatchet Ah! all right guys we will talk to you tomorrow (laughs) before we go oh before we go though (laughs) we did get to meet aaron 
we did get to meet aaron and his lovely wife kendra uh you know the black ass announced podcast uh and we went out and had sushi uh one of our favorite sushi spots sushi 101 uh it was dope you know Mm -hmm. it was cool meeting them in person considering how um you know it's almost like through podcasting you break down the barriers that would normally exist when two strangers meet right at least you would think so i mean i've heard nightmare stories of you know like every time there's a meetup in dc there's always a bunch of shade on the timeline about everybody being fake and phony and all this shit but we've never had that experience so Mm -hmm. far knock on wood i don't want to have that experience but uh it was genuinely a great time meeting them uh he still he was talking about how much the podcast meant to him and i just kept trying to steer him away from <laughs> the conversation i don't want to be crying over my sushi <laughs> and sake all these emotions um and karen tried to go back to it i want to hear she's like no what were you saying i about- am narcissistic yeah you are i was like no i don't want to hear this you know moving has been an interesting experience i forgot to even talk about all this shit but yeah you know moving um, has been interesting yeah it's also been weird because with the podcast i get used to covering news and there's certain things we kind of missed you know like freddie gray apparently got killed by the decepticons because <laughs> a fucking van killed him and no police officers got Trans- charged transformed and disappeared yeah all the charges have been dropped against all the police officers so apparently that that fucking van was megatron or some shit mm-hmm. uh i found my class ring oh you did (laughs) from high school and it had the red black and green on the side for africa because i always been black as fuck for a long time you know uh, let's find all kind of old shit letters i wrote you in college yeah uh i found all my old raps y'all yes i got notebooks full of old raps that i found uh and what poems Mm -hmm. yeah and poems in there i thought you said porns i was like i knew what those were (laughs) no uh, you never lost those my bad poems uh also uh you know um we you know we moved you know and we hired movers but we moved a lot of little stuff ourselves because movers have all these weird clauses like we'll move a tv but we got to put a sheet on it and 75 dollars tv and if something happens to i was like nigga i'll just move it myself they flat screens they don't even weigh that much <laughs> right like y'all not about we to fuck my shit stuff. up look i uh, maybe should we save all this moving stuff for tomorrow because i don't mind talking about the move stuff but we gotta okay. talk about the stuff with at&t gotta... oh, yeah let's talk about that tomorrow yeah we've all been right. going for a while so so y'all hear about that tomorrow but it was wonderful to meet uh aaron and his wife they were on their way to dragon con they had to stop through charlotte yeah man uh it was so great meeting them mm-hmm, man because we and... we missed them at awesome con yeah so yeah that was like a big thing that we didn't get to see them at awesome con so getting to see them in person and talk about all the 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 fans and the experiences podcasts and all that stuff man it's just you know super dope man um so i'm glad we got to do that yeah, we'll talk about the move tomorrow yeah we'll talk about the move i'm trying to think that did we miss, did we miss anything else i mean there's a pokemon go shit but you know we can that that can wait till tomorrow you know they still gonna be going tomorrow yeah i haven't i didn't start playing it so mm uh all right guys we'll talk to you guys tomorrow thank you so much uh thank you for all the messages the people uh, other than that bernie sanders asshole everybody else thank you so much for the message you said uh letting us know that you missed us and you were ready for us to come back so we could uh 
get your podcasting schedule right and all that stuff thank mm-hmm. you for all the people who went premium this week yes uh because they didn't want to miss out and they wanted to you know catch up on some of the backlog and all that stuff it's a lot of them yeah it means the world to us and uh thank you so much everybody uh who supports us in any way uh all right we'll talk to you guys tomorrow uh, until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.